welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. Uh, my name is Nicole, and tonight we have a little bit of a twist up here. I'm going to be hosting this show alongside Brennan. Hey, everyone. All right, and <laughs> I'm going to do my best here to see if I can host, but I'm really excited to get back and try this out myself. So how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty well so far. You? I'm good. Thank you. Um, tonight, uh, we are going to be... Uh, reviewing the new Aladdin. It just came out uh, probably a couple days ago. And this is the remake to the 1992 Disney film. So it came out 27 years ago, which was really surprising to me. But uh, this one was... Yeah, (laughs) this one was directed by um, Guy Ritchie, which I'm sure most people know um, some films that he's done, like uh, Snatch, Sherlock Holmes and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I'm sure that you have some opinions on his movies, babe. I do. Uh, I really like Snatch. I have not seen Sherlock Holmes, uh, either of the two. I think there's two. Um, and Lock, Stock, I actually don't love. People really like Lock, Stock and say Snatch is just like a glossy remake. And I would argue it's a better movie in, uh, as a whole. But um, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's okay, in my opinion. Um, you know. He hasn't for me. He hasn't done anything spectacular since Snatch. So he did Man with uh, from Uncle, I think. But yeah, yeah, I think Snatch is still his best movie. Okay, well, we can see how this one holds up to his other films. But just to give a small synopsis on uh, Aladdin, uh, a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand visor vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. So if you have seen the original one i mean that that little synopsis kind of holds true it's basically the gist of the story here but this this film stars uh mina masoud as aladdin he was also in the tv show jack ryan it looks like he has a couple roles that that he uh does with every episode on that so he seems to be a a lead on that show i've never seen it so i don't know (laughs) sounds like he's probably Um, like a recurring character yes i've never seen it either (laughs) Um, we also have Naomi Scott as Princess Jasmine, who her claim to fame is the Pink Ranger from Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the genie is played by the uh, well-known and loved Will Smith, who his biggest claim to fame is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, obviously. But <laughs> he's been in some amazing movies like Bad Boys, iRobot, Men in Black, and my personal favorite, Hitch. I know that that's some quotations around (laughs) amazing movies there, but yeah, I mean, he's been in many movies. Um. (laughs) But um, so we'll go over this movie and we use a four category rating system here. Um, We rate the plot, the characters, the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel um, on a one to five rating system. So let's get into a little bit of the plot here. And uh, I would love to hear what you think. First, let me ask you, uh, have you seen the original Aladdin? I have. and Correct me. I think you have as well. Yes, and um, we actually watched the, the original prior to going out to refresh ourselves because honestly, I haven't seen it in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so, I, yeah. I knew we both had, yeah, we both recently seen it, but I, I from you know back when we were younger, when we were kids. Yeah, I, I, I not one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, um, but you know, it's it's I definitely remember big chunks of it. So, what were your expectations going into this one? Then seeing the original, just the you know the night before. Uh, low. 
Um, I did not think this was going to be good. I, I saw the trailers. I think a lot of people had uh, when they first came out where Will Smith was the genie and he had his blue CGI-ness to him and it looked, yeah. <laughs> it didn't look right, I think. I think a lot of us would agree that it, it coming out, it didn't look like it was going to work. Um, I like Guy Ritchie for a couple films, but he's not like a director I'd, I'd follow closely. Um yeah, low was is how I would describe my expectations going in. I think I have to agree on that, but we'll see where we ended up at the end of this. But um, we'll we'll start with uh, the opening scene is Will Smith on a working boat, and he's talking to two children, and they're very uh, jealous of the other boats that are around. But he's like, "Oh, you're going to be jealous of those? Let me tell you a story about uh, you know some things in the past from a special." person or whatever he said and we that that brings us into the story of aladdin and we learn that aladdin is this street thug he's poor he steals food with his little monkey um abu and Hmm. um he has to he has to really work to make some some money somehow with whether that be just stealing things or slight of the hand trickery and all that so uh, we see this this woman, this beautiful woman, walk into the town, and there's some children that look hungry, so she gives them some bread off of one of the vendor carts, and does she doesn't understand that you have to pay for things. <laughs> so, I th- I th- I think that we like I just kind of already get the feeling of who this person is, but uh, he Aladdin swoops in to save the day and get her out of that sticky situation. So he's, uh, you can see his whole getup of where he lives. It's just real raggedy, but he made the best that he can. It's actually pretty cool. I think you said you thought it was pretty neat. He's got some clever inventions, like his like staircase that comes out of the wall with the wooden slats. Um, I think his actual living thing where he pulls like a curtain up and it's just like a little, like there's like a tea set and like a table there. I'm like, eh, it's kind of needlessly elaborate, but yeah. uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clever. Yeah. So he has a, he has a slight discussion with her and learns that she's the handmaiden to the princess and um at agrabah the town that that has the the royalty in it uh he steals her bracelet <laughs> so she's really upset about it he's like i'm gonna come and, and bring it back well to you he i mean he doesn't mean to his abu the monkey steals it yes but, yeah but so yeah she thinks mon- he steals it she thinks he's yeah common street the monkey's rat. a little less understanding of how life works which is understandable <laughs> but yeah so he stole the bracelet he's got to return it to the hit and made it uh, handmaiden because that was her mother's so he makes his way to the castle and slides past all these guards and when he shows up at the door of the princess um the of uh, the the actual handmaiden is there this is where we learn that if you didn't notice that the actual woman that he met was princess jasmine so right. <laughs> the, this goofy little handmaiden has to pretend to be the princess and she's so out of touch with everything <laughs> She's great, by the way. The handmaid. She is so, really Nassim good. Nassim Pedrad is, is the actress. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she she played it really well in this. But um, he he really likes the the handmaiden and i guess does he at this point does he find out that that she's the princess not yet right now he's still like it's 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 you know it's they they fumble around with it jasmine their handmaiden but uh at this point he still thinks she's a handmaiden and that i don't know how he believes this but he does he he doesn't i think he doesn't find out till uh he has a meeting later with uh one of our antagonists okay so he's he walks out of the 
out of the room in the castle and he's like i can't believe we got away with this abu and lo and behold right smack dab in front of him is uh jafar and jafar is the antagonist of this story um i believe he is second to the sultan and his his ultimate dream is to be sultan he just wants to be that powerful person so um he is going to do anything in his power to get to that to that level so he enlists in aladdin in finding this specific item that he needs in order to do this so he tells aladdin that he needs his help in getting a magic lamp out of a cave and uh if he does so he will be like uh the the man with all the riches and he offers him the world so aladdin's like what do i have to lose i'm gonna do it and we get to the scene where we see this cave. Now, if you remember the cave from the original one, uh, it was really 3D and like total CGI for 1992. Like when we were watching it, didn't you think that? Yeah, like when we so when we revisited the original Aladdin, that was one of the things that stuck with me most was how alive the cave seemed, especially with the 2D old school, you know, animation. And um, that's one of the things in this one. It doesn't. It, with all the modern advancements, they didn't do a whole lot with the, like... Because it's like a lion. It's like a lion head with glowing eyes. Uh, but they didn't do a whole lot with it compared to the original. I, I thought that was an odd choice, but, um, you know. It was. It really was lackluster in that, at this one. I It didn't have the glowing eyes as bright as the one in, like, the cartoon. And it was just kind of, you know, it was really blasé. I just didn't care for that either. So, um, we're leading up to our biggest plot point here which is um, Aladdin agrees to go in there um, for for Jafar. He needs to get the lamp, but he cannot touch anything else in there. It's full of jewels and money and collectibles. But if he takes anything else, he'll be shunned to that cave forever. So he goes in there with the um, idea of getting the lamp and he's doing a great job. And the stupid <laughs> monkey screws it all up for him. Just like the original with the red yep, jewel. Grabs the jewel yeah. and... You know, we have this gigantic lava scene where he's shunned to the um, cave forever now. So uh, at this point, we have Aladdin trying to escape as much as he can. And he sees a carpet that's stuck under a rock. And he helps the carpet out. And he realizes the carpet is magic and it can ride around and it has a little personality. So the carpet aids him in getting up to the top of this cave so he can deliver the lamp. And the lamp, um, Jafar asks for it and he takes it and doesn't give him his hand in return to help him out. So now he's stuck in this cave for the rest of his life. Well, luckily... Aladdin has his sleight of hand and takes the lamp back before the, the cave closes up together. Um, so now we're getting into the main feature of how this story is going to go. So let me ask you, Brendan, what you thought of the plot of this movie. Uh, so I think, you know, I think I would go with like a three, five here. Um, and that's, for context, the original Aladdin for me is like a three. Um, it's a pretty conventional like rags to fake riches plot. Um, kind of like a, not a Romeo and Juliet, but uh, what's a better comparison? Uh, the poor guy wants the rich girl and they have like, it's the, it's a class thing, um, but they have obvious chemistry and he thinks he has to be special to get to her. She, you know, she has her own ambitions and doesn't, you know, see things that superficially. Um, so like... That's all, you know, in the original and in this one. This one really does stick very true to the original with a few minor I agree. with a few minor exceptions um and I think the biggest one for me which bumps it up to a half point 
on its own is uh, Jafar is a little more. I don't know if I like this actor as much. I don't, this isn't the Jafar of the old. The oh, Jafar of the old is tall and intimidating, and and kind. Of, he he's very. Uh, he's kind of like Scar in uh, Lion. Jafar the original from Lion the King. beginning in the in the cartoon. He's he looks old and evil and his his facial structure is very defined and it makes it creepy and this guy he was so nonchalant in the beginning i totally agree with you on that he was not he was not scary he didn't live up to that like antagonist role in the very beginning no he doesn't have a presence about him he i think as we go he grows on me a little more and i kind of start to accept him as you know, not the Jafar of old, but still a solid antagonist with similar ambitions. But what I like about what they do with he- the plot here, and it makes motivations now and later stronger, is he, him and Aladdin are sitting outside the cave before they go in, and um, he's like, you know, I was like you once. I, I or Jafar says to Aladdin, I was like you once. I was a street rat, and look at me now. I've worked my way up. And Aladdin's like, yeah, right. You could never be like me. And then he pulls out the little, um, the little hair clip that he took from Jazz. Jasmine, and he's and no one has Aladdin's been sleight of handing people all movie. No one's sleight of handed Aladdin, but Jafar can, and that just is it. Kind of goes to drive the point home that Jafar really appeals to Aladdin. Like, oh, he's was like me, and he really has risen to this position. At this point, Aladdin's kind of like, wow, this guy's impressive. Like, he how how can I right. how can I rise to the stature? Because surely he's not you know he's not a sultan, but if I were like Jafar, I could be with the princess because he is of class um so yeah, that's absolutely. a that's a big part of the motivation at this scene and it comes up a couple times later on um it bumps it up that extra bit there good yeah i i think i give it the same rating that you do i have to agree that um the fact that he held so true to the original was great um you know how remakes can be can be strewn and cut up and and you know, fixed around to be nothing like the original, but this one with the, uh, with a couple f- pieces added in, they only enhanced it for me, I think. Nothing really deterred me from what we remember as children or what have you watching the original. So I think I give it a 3.5 as well. Yeah, it definitely but- su- it surprised me how much. I mean, the only changes other than that are a couple added characters, but honestly, the added characters in this, for the most part, are good additions to me i yeah i was surprised that i'm not too surprised that they stuck to it but i was surprised that the additions were were good i i i, I liked them and maybe yeah, it's cause, maybe it's because i don't hold the original aladdin to such a high standard like i don't think of it in the same vein as a toy story or a lion king or or any of the original princess movies um you know for me it's kind of a more middle of the road disney movie but yeah i think this is an improvement plot wise all right um so now we're at the point where we have the ki- the Closed up cave, a magic carpet, Aladdin, Abu, and this um, magic lamp. And he has no idea what to do with it. I believe the magic carpet shows him what to do, which is rub it. And yeah. so he rubs the lamp. And this is the moment that all of us have been waiting for from the trailer and everything. And <laughs> he rubs it and fucking Will Smith pops out. And, you know, being somebody from Philadelphia and that area growing up here, there's like a there's like a pure love for Will Smith in this area. Um, no matter what, he could do no wrong to us. So I think despite all the wrong he's done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he can't. He doesn't do any wrong for us. But seeing him come out, I, w- I didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I was like, oh, this, this might be really good or really bad. And surprisingly, it was pretty good. <laughs> like, he looked OK as the blue genie. And 
if you remember the the famous montage of Robin Williams in the original where he does all of his different um, shticks and all of his different uh, character voices and stuff, Will Smith held up pretty well. I can't lie. I think he did a great job in the dance opening scene of his character. The biggest surprise for me is that within the first you know 90 seconds of him on screen is i actually like will smith as the genie i can't believe it i really can't believe it i i, I had read a couple of not like anything in depth but a couple reviews saying that like will smith was no genie he didn't work and like this is critically this is doing kind of middle of the road i think it's in the 50s on rotten tomatoes but it I I kind of liked him. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't love the. It's again. It all harkens back to if you love that original one, this will be a little bit different. Um, That's like for anything though. If you love the original and there's a remake of something, you're gonna hate it. But for most most of the time, you're gonna hate it. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be this. You know, the hold up at all. But like, I don't know. I I, I thought he was pretty funny, and I know I know you were laughing a lot during oh, all yeah. of this stick. <laughs> They brought hip hop into the genie's song. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Which I can see a lot of viewers, especially want fans of the one, being like, "Oh, come on! Like this is this is so over the top. This is too not even good, not good over the top. Like this is like cheesy, corny. Not my hashtag, not my genie. Um, but <laughs> no, but maybe I, we went on a good day for me because I was just I was rolling. I loved it. Yeah, and you were in a bad mood because our seats weren't working at the theater. So oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it really, it really, it pulled you out of that. Funk. We've been spoiled with recliners for for a couple years in theaters now. So to not have it, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we meet Will Smith as the genie, and he does his little dance number and uh, informs Aladdin that he is here to grant him three wishes, whatever he wants, um, and he can, he can, he just can't ask for more wishes. So, uh, with Aladdin's sleight of hand, he asks, uh, Genie to get them out of the cave, pre-rubbing the lamp. That's one of the, that's one of the, uh, rules of it. You have to rub the lamp first. So he takes him out without rubbing it. Genie realizes this kind of guy, you know, his personality and is shocked that he doesn't want to be the like a world leader right away because that's what this genie has been dealing with for thousands of years people who want to use him strictly for power so he tells genie that he wants to woo the the princess and he needs help getting in to woo the princess because we learn that jasmine can only marry a prince and uh, aladdin would have no chance of ever being with her because he's just some street thug so um at this point, they're in the middle of the desert, and he asks Genie to make him a prince. So we have this whole funny. Once again, it was funny to me this little this little sprinkling of different prince outfits and all this stuff, and and Genie becomes a seamstress for a second, and it was just it was just really good. <laughs> you were dying at the seamstress. I bit. was, <laughs> I was, I really liked it. So they they end up making him a prince, and they give him a an elephant as his royal pet. And he said, okay, great. So now we need to get in to the castle so she can see me as a prince. And um, at this point, they have their grand entrance into the palace, just like any other prince would have all of his little minions walk in with him to show his royalty. So he comes in with all these like New Orleans style dancers. <laughs> <laughs> they had all their Bollywood dancers. They had all these animals. And Will Smith does another song. And it is 
great why did i love this so much why did i love it why did you love it so much i thought it was i thought it was good and i you know i i like a good amount of musicals um like you know like i love uh what was it? the one with ryan gosling and emma stone that came out recently la la land, oh, la, la land. love la la land um i like that other one greatest showman uh, moulin rouge older movie still one not that old but you know 20 years ago still one of my favorite movies um but yeah, I think the dance scenes again another surprise. I thought everything was gonna f- either be flat or awkward or or really cringy, but nothing nothing's really that cringy. There's a couple of jokes here and there, but for the most part, it's it's actually working for me. Yeah, certainly. And at this point, I think we have met enough of the characters, uh, the main characters at least, to be able to uh, give our rating on the characters. So, what do you think of the characters here? Yeah, it's a, it's a four for me um, because no one's particularly bad. I think our two leads, uh, Mena and Naomi, do good as Aladdin and Jasmine. Um, I think Genie is above what I was expecting, or Will Smith is above what I was expecting for Genie. Uh, I guess if you're going to have point out a weak point in our principles, Jafar's, I mean, he gets better, but he's still not always what I really want. But we have some standouts, and the number one for me is Nassim Pedrad's Dahlia, the handmaiden. She is fucking awesome. She is hilarious. Every <laughs> line she says is awesome. She was not, a, and that's another addition to this movie. She was not in the original, um, in the original Aladdin. But having someone for Jasmine to play off of, uh, a comedic best friend, really good choice. Keeps the plot going. She has a little thing with Genie later on that we can get into, but um. Yeah, I mean, and then we have some other side characters. The Sultan's, you know, fine. Uh, Prince Anders, the one white guy, the uh, Billy Magnuson's character is. Oh my god! A total. He's like, is he supposed to be German? He's he comes off as a total tool. Not the Germans <laughs> are tools, but he comes off as he's, a tool. He's Swiss, I believe. Swiss? Or is Scottish. that what he is? He's definitely like he says Scottish. Yeah. He has like I, I call it peanut butter mouth accent. I don't know what he's where he's from, but like it sounds like he's. <laughs> That's not peanut- offensive to anyone. <laughs> eh, we've said worse. Um, but yeah, I, I think all the characters are competent. Save for a few standouts, and the only ones that you know, Jafar is probably the weakest, but he's not—he's not so bad that it weighs it down. So I think a four is a is a fair grade for me. Yeah, you know, I think so far we've been on the same wavelength here, and I would probably give them a four as well because um, they brought this movie up with a with a little bit of a modern and current twist where they integrated some hip hop music into it a little bit, and they integrated their their um, dialogue with like current words and trendy words like he said you know typical will smith fashion he was just real philadelphia i don't know how else to describe him but will smith uh, was very like like late 90s will smith yes yes and i appreciated that i don't know how others feel but me i appreciated it and i just thought that the characters really were great choices for that for the roles they were put in um with the like you said the exception of Jafar in the beginning, who was a little blasé, a little down for me, um, based on what we see in the original. Uh, but everybody else just does a great job of holding true to the original roles. So I, I thought they did a great job in casting this one for sure. So now we're at the point where um, Aladdin has taken on the name Prince Ali of Ababwa, which is not a real place, but they needed to give him somewhere to be ruling. So he gets a chance to meet Princess Jasmine and he offers them all these goods and they have the genie as his sidekick um and it's it's a really just beautiful scene with all these jewels and jams and they have this little back and forth about the jams jams. it's just just fucking funny i'm sorry it just is but um 
he's offered to stay the night and to attend the dinner so he can have more one-on-one time with Jasmine. And we get to this to the scene of the dinner and you see that they have all of the people of the of the palace there and this is his chance to really woo and persuade not only Jasmine but the Sultan himself to be able to have the chance to marry her so she goes uh, to she goes up to him and was like let's dance after he has this little awkward conversation and he has no idea how to dance so Jeannie uses his little magic touch to give him the powers to dance and he walks him through the dance and it's just it's awesome he does a great job and I really wish that I hope that it was the actual character uh, actor who does the dance i'm sure it's not but if it was i think him, they, it really was a impressed. mix i think there's some scenes where you could tell it's him and then other scenes where he's doing like weird break dancing moves where it's yeah the, they, <laughs> they change the shot and it's further away and you don't oh see yeah his face. It, i think it's back. a mix <laughs> but it was really good so she's on she's not impressed because she thinks it's so over the top she just wants somebody humble and he's trying too hard but he just doesn't know what to do but um he finds his way back into her room at night uh, so he can have some more one-on-one time with her. He gets his sidekick Jeannie to come in and distract the handmaiden who actually <laughs> has a crush scene. on Jeannie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, 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 they crush, on, crush each on each other. So that's yeah. <laughs> so when he makes his way in, she's really reluctant. She doesn't see Agwaba on the map, and or excuse me, Ababwa on the map, and uh, Jeannie uses his little sleight of hand to show Ababwa on the map. So she's feeling. She's feeling him. She's like, okay, this guy's legit now. Uh, he takes her out on the magic carpet, which is the famous scene, the famous song, and it's all great. And I love that part as well. That's probably a little better in the cartoon, though. I mean, they both don't work for me, <laughs> but uh, uh, not not don't work. <laughs> not don't work, but like you know me, I cry at movies. I'm not emotional here. Uh, I, oh, I do get okay. emotional well. later at a, at a different part, um, but no, uh, I, I don't. I mean, Aladdin and Jasmine are always for me fine, but they're not a they're not a love story for the ages for me. Not here either. Um, sure, but, you know it's fine. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, when they get back in to the to the palace, we haven't mentioned yet that um, Jafar's little sidekick Iago, the red parrot, has been spying on them the whole time, so he knows that something's going on. We didn't mention Iago as a character, but he he only be, he's not like um, Gilbert Gottfried's Iago in the other one, where he's no. like basically like talking to him the whole time. He only has like this little one liner, like that's basically what he does. And I think he's actually better in that role in this one. You like him better in this one? Yeah, I mean, I like the original one, um, but the problem with with the original one is I kind of like Iago, which makes it hard to root against him because he's supposed to be an antagonist and this one iago i feel like is a more effective comedic like like um he's like uh the little guy who sits on jabba in return of the jedi silly scrum <laughs> the, the little guy like he's more like that oh yeah and i kind of like him more like in that kind of role i guess okay yep well iago plays a really important part in in this movie and uh leads jafar to believe that he knows prince ali is now aladdin so his identity has been revealed and jafar is like oh hell no like we are not doing this he's like i gotta get him out of here so uh he kidnaps aladdin as he's walking out of the princess's room and has him tied up to a chair and gives him this little speech saying i know who you are i know you have the magic lamp and you can either tell me where it is or I'm going to push you off this cliff. And he can't 
he can't show his true identity so he has to deny it and Jafar pushes him off the uh, off the um excuse me it's a window it's a large window he pushes him out of the window yeah they're in the palace and yeah and he falls to his what we can see as his death in just drowning so the lamp falls out with him uh because the monkey brings it over and drops it in the water next to him just all hopes that he can get his hands on it well he doesn't get onto it he just lightly taps it thank god and (laughs) the the genie pops up in the water and can't quite save him it doesn't seem like until he hand he forces his hand to sign and use wish number two to save him from sudden death in the water so he's been saved and they bring him back out to the um what to his room where he can sit down and take a breath so um what oh shit (laughs) i forget what happens next (laughs) so yeah this is like i mean this is the part where uh they get into the it's kind of fuzzy here but they put they go into the sultan uh aladdin and genie as a human like pretending to be a human do and with along with princess jasmine and they're all like sultan jafar tried to kill aladdin put him in jail and he's like all right and so they put jafar in jail and then um, everything's looking up for Aladdin, but him and yes. Aladdin, then Aladdin and Genie have the little fight. That's what happens next. Okay, right. So um, the Genie thinks that Aladdin's power, uh, fake power, is going to his head, and he's not as true as he was before. Because when we were back, if you return back to the cave setting, he promised Genie that wish number three was going to be to set him free. Genie didn't want to be a genie anymore. Uh, he thinks that he's going to be taking his word back and he just feels like all of this is going to his head and doesn't think that he's in it for the right reasons anymore. So we have that little they have that little scene here with them, you know, having their conflict. All meanwhile, Iago uh, has stolen the keys to the jail cell and releases Jafar. Uh, he can then steal back he has time to steal back the lamp now so you know aladdin feels like he can't do this anymore this isn't going to be for him he can't figure out how to get in and be able to marry her so he's going back to his home he just wants to go back to his little street life and just forget all of this and he encounters this uh person in like these tapestries and it looks like an old like gremlin looking person and he's like what the hell was that that nudged into me meanwhile that was jafar and we see that he stole the lamp back so i mean at this point i think that we can really take a look at the grand scheme of how this movie was assembled in terms of the visuals and the colors that were used and what do you think about the visual and sound of this movie um it is probably i'm always like i'm always leaning on this grade not not as much lately but i i think it's a four or five because um what i guess against expectations the genie didn't look bad i thought he was gonna look bad this whole time and be distracting and maybe some people will find it him looking distracting i thought it was pretty seamless i bought he was there when he was genie like when he was the blue smoke genie not when he was obviously will smith the human um i I liked the big show pieces, the You Never Had a Friend Like Me song and the intro uh, to the, the, the palace when they're going through the streets. Um, all that music and, and dance numbers, I, I liked all that. Those are two really effective ones. Um, yeah, you know, I don't like the carpet ride. It's it's boring to me. Um, but, yeah. But did I you like the carpet itself? The carpet was good. The carpet animation was good. It reminded me of uh, the Doctor Strange cape in Doctor Strange where it's like its own character kind of. 
um, which I think that was probably an original idea stolen from Aladdin. So it kind of comes full circle. Yeah, um, but I, you yeah, can see that. I think, uh, and then you got the animals. You got um, Abu, uh, you got Iago, and then you got uh, Ra- Raja, the tiger. Um, all oh, the looked, tiger is awesome. The tiger looked really good. Uh, the monkey didn't look like a real monkey per se, but I think it was enough to kind of buy. Kind of like... Um, uh, Jungle Book uh, monkey. Level. I thought the monkey was a real monkey. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I think they. <laughs> maybe there was some mocap involved well, that, there. There's my. There's my. There's my uh, opinion on that. I thought the monkey looked real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I don't think it's. Um. But yeah. And uh, then you got um. Uh, who was the third? Uh, Iago. Very different looking from the original. Looked more like a real parrot. Again, I think all of these are are CGI creations. So I guess for you it passed pretty well, and for me it was it was not distracting. So I really liked that. Um. And yeah, I guess. Well, I... While we're at this part, I want to throw in um, Frank Welker, who was the voice of Abu Raja and the Cave of Wonders in the original. Uh, he reprises his voice role for all three in this movie. So uh, that's awesome. Abu Ra- like that. Abu the monkey, Raja the tiger, and the Cave of Wonders like lion monster thing, all by the original voice. So a cool little extra bit there. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I think I gave this one like a four. 4.5 because the scene that sticks with me the most is that You're parade scene again <laughs> the parade scene that we have where they have all the confetti cannons and these beautiful creatures and all these uh wonderful costumes and then the scene where he's dancing with her at the dinner like everything was so enticing and so capturing to me i felt in there and i love when that happens because usually i'm not invested in a movie like that i don't feel connected that way but in this one i really did oh i think our listeners know (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure and another scene that comes up um in a couple seconds here uh after jafar gets the the lamp he his first two wishes are to become a sort the the sultan and the most powerful sultan um and the most powerful sorcerer and his second wish is to ban aladdin and abu to this frozen desolate tundra and i thought that that tundra looked really good too like i I felt like they were there in a cave in a cavern climbing and trying to get out so i really liked the visual and sound of this a lot from here we have aladdin and abu and they were banished to this frozen wasteland um all the while back in the palace uh he uh jafar says he will not set anyone free or do anything until jasmine marries him so she's stuck with this um awful decision of marrying him or not for the greater good of the of agrabah so she decides to go through with it and they're planning and they go through the wedding ceremony um unbeknownst to them that the genie has called on the magic carpet to go retrieve aladdin and abu so they're safe and they come back and um aladdin is back there to try to help get the lamp back so before we get to the climax i wanted to uh real quick interject with the uh jasmine has an additional song in this movie as all this is happening yes. i wanted to yeah i want you to talk about that you know a little bit yeah, you know, I should have brought this up in the visual and sound because all the songs are are the same except for this one. Um, I believe, as far as I'm concerned, this is an original to this movie. It's Jasmine singing a song about her struggle and 
all she wants to do is be sultan and they will not allow her because she's a woman and she's not worthy of being the sultan and this power struggle and knowing she's got the 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 gusto to do it but she's not allowed because she's a woman it was a really great song it really tied itself in well it didn't feel placed in to me you know going with the with the timeline of the movie i think that it was a good choice i really do what do you think yeah i thought it was going to be distracting and preachy and annoying and and it wasn't it was uh it was a good song uh i think uh, naomi scott put herself into it and i think it pulled it off um the 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 loyal guard is like swayed by her confronting jafar being like no like jafar like uh i i am the rightful person and convinces the guard like you can choose to serve this tyrant or you could choose to do what's right and obviously you know kind of a a a political real world um kind of speech there and the the head guard who's been like for the most part a good guy this whole movie actually listens to her and be like She's right. We must turn on Jafar. And then Jafar uses a sorcerer magic to make them all go away. So it's all null and void anyway. But eh, I don't like that the guard actually turns. I feel like the guard should still be on Jafar's side because that's his wish. And that should be like the overall. Right. You know, that should be too powerful. He should be like, I'm so sorry, princess. And then take her away. And then he looks down like disappointed. Like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you've betrayed your people. You can't do this. Like, I wish I kind of would, you know, either way, it was going to be a little corny or a little cheesy but i just it, it broke the logic of the movie temporarily for me but it did a the song bit. itself it's a good song and uh I, I like jasmine in this uh adaptation yeah yeah i thought she did really well the, the the actress herself naomi she was just a really great in this and what what brennan's talking about is now we have um jafar as the sultan who has brought the other sultan literally down to his knees just writhing in pain because he needs to get him out of there and um we have the inner altercation here of uh i think his name's hakim he's the lead a work uh worker to the sultan if you want to call him that and lead the, guard yeah the guard yeah so the the conflict in hakim's head is to worship the sultan jafar as he has done for all of his years with the pe- previous sultan or to really feel like the princess should be the one in charge and like you said he ultimately chooses princess jasmine's side and becomes this whirlwind of hatred from jafar and he becomes the most powerful being ever and whatever he said so um we have aladdin come back in and he has this like altercation with jafar telling him he's the second best he will never be better than the genie because the genie is the most powerful in the world right now and the genie is the one who can do all not jafar um he wants to be the most powerful in the room so his third wish is to be the most powerful in the room and genie goes oh well you asked for it and with his little sleight of hand still he makes him a genie and he's confined to a lamp and um genie is like ecstatic that and everyone's ecstatic that jafar has been put into this tiny little lamp and everything goes back to normal iago goes in the lamp with him and they're back to this beautiful palace but there's no sultan so we have this little heart to heart with the sultan and princess jasmine and he realizes she would be the best fit for this um 
it's a really heart to heart moment, which bring, can, uh, brings us into our uh, resonance and feel of this whole movie. And what did you think about this part with the heart to heart of the Sultan? So uh, the heart to heart with the Sultan was, I mean, this is a nice little ending part here. Um, it's a four for me overall. Um, because most, I'm going to say, I'd say the first half hour to 45 minutes, I'm really not in this movie until we get to Jafar and Aladdin sitting outside the cave of wonders, having their little discussion about, you know, coming from the streets, um, until that I'm pretty bored. And then once we hit that to the end, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with this movie and it, and it hooks me from there on. Um, and the middle is really strong. A lot of good comedic bits, um, Emotionally, I'm not super invested in anyone, I guess, until I realized at the end I'm really invested in Aladdin and Genie's relationship. I, I love um, Genie's dealt with these, you know, these rich, bossy assholes his whole existence. And he now is dealing with this Aladdin guy who is presented as a, a noble, selfless guy who just is trying to do the best for for not just him, but the people around him. He, we see him give... Uh, give uh, well, food to the needy kids earlier on, like, you know, and he promises to free Genie. They have the little spat. And that's one other thing before we finish up here. Aladdin, it's a, it's a good, it's just good storytelling and it's an improvement on the original. Aladdin is the sleight of hand guy and Jafar proves his worth to him by taking the little clip. And that's why he trusts Jafar in the beginning. And then later on, when Aladdin gets a big head, he goes back into the streets and Jafar st- sleight of hands him showing that oh aladdin don't get such a big head you're gonna you can always be taken by taken by someone just like you took people and it's a it's a it's a surprisingly nuanced bit of thought there that that provides and then at the end it's a really poetic end to jafar because we get jafar who's achilles heel is wanting to he can't be second best he has to be the best and aladdin kind of flips the script back on him using the sleight of hand against him uh being like oh you're always going to be second to the genie as long as there's a genie so he's like all right i'm gonna be the most powerful everything ever and that's his downfall it's really poetic and nice and it makes me respect the movie a lot more and uh as a final bit uh and this is the part i tear up uh when aladdin chooses to i guess free (laughs) free the genie you can talk about i was just gonna ask you what you thought about that because to me that's the most resonating part of this and I, i i really like this part where after all of this happens and genie is trying to he's hyping up aladdin he's like you could do so much with this you could be amazing you could do all these things and your last wish could be anything just for you he's such a and friend they're so friends yes. by this point and i buy it and i really like it i'm surprised Absolutely. he's like you can go anywhere you want i can i can take you wherever and his last wish is for the genie to be set free and you see his chains fall off of his wrists and the genie is so overwhelmed with their friendship and holy shit that was a that was a feeling I really liked that a lot. This whole end scene is how it goes in the original where he does free the genie and, um, uh, and you know, Jafar does put himself in the situation where he becomes a genie and gets p- trapped in the lamp. It's done here really well where all of the beats tie together um, and I, I love the way it ties up. I, I, it's just, it's a really good, it's really good choices and they're very, they're small, subtle choices and they're, they're the correct ones. For sure. Yeah, I think I gave this a four. I think it was really good. It was just executed really well. And it brought in the original in such a way where it felt like something a little different, but has those roots that everyone really enjoys. So I really did like that too. But, you know, we're wrapping this up. And 
We have um, Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. They get married and she is the new sultan and they have this beautiful life together and the genie is free and him and the handmaiden, what's her name, Dahlia? Dahlia, the best. Dahlia, they (laughs) fall in love. Yep, they fall in love and it comes around full circle to the beginning of this film where we realize that the two people that were on the boat in the beginning are Dahlia and the genie with their two children and he's telling them the story of Aladdin and it's just wholesome and love and we just love it all. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I wanted to ask you, um, you know, based on what we see from the original film to this adaptation real life people uh would you recommend this new 2019 version of aladdin i can't believe it i am i'm going to do it i i would absolutely recommend this (laughs) i i you know came in a little bit with folded arms thought it was going to be garbage maybe it was my low expectations and maybe it's my lackluster remembrance of the original aladdin but you know i think any way you slice it this is actually a good movie um and I think everyone's as good, if not better, than the original. The new characters are solid. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Jafar is not quite as interesting or as good. That could be the only slight. Uh, other than that, I mean, I guess the first half hour is a little slow. Um, doesn't It doesn't resonate with me as much. Um, but when we hit the Cave of Wonders till the end, I'm on board with everybody. Um, Aladdin's a very likable, sympathetic hero. Jasmine is... is as rightfully so, the Sultan at the end. Aladdin should have never been the Sultan at the beginning. He's a has no political experience at all. At least she's a princess. At least she has grown <laughs> up in the palace, and it makes logical. I know that there's a whole gender thing, but just as two, I don't human, think Aladdin wanted to be Sultan. I think he just wanted to be married to her. No, he didn't give a shit. He just loved Jasmine, and Jasmine loved her kingdom, and so it makes. And she is the one who is the Sultan's daughter. She's been in this her whole life. It's just it makes logical sense that she would be the Sultan at the end. Um, so gender, gender, whatever aside. It, it, this is the correct choice. Um, Genie is good. Jafar is okay. The Sultan and the other side characters are fine. And Dahlia, the, the handmaiden, is my favorite. She is so awesome. I love Nassim Pedra from back in her SNL days all the way to now. And I, I think she's a very underrated actress who I hope gets more work. Um, it's a recommend for me, and I didn't expect that. Awesome. I'm really glad to hear that because I never know what to think of what you're going to think of movies. So it's cool to hear that you recommended this because um, I recommend this as well. Um, Like I said in the beginning of this, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. So I had to really freshen up. Uh, It was it's not a Disney movie that holds as much resonance to me as others do. But to see how well they portrayed this movie and how well they did it after 27 years um, was really great like i just really appreciated the time and effort that was taken to hold true but add new current ideas that worked really well and i also didn't know what to expect of will smith because just from the picture okay you saw him as this big blue thing with a big ponytail on his head we were like what the fuck is that gonna be but (laughs) seriously he he played it really great he was an awesome genie and i'm really happy that he decided to do this i'm happy that everything worked out the way it did because it just added that little oomph to the movie that uh brings a couple different you know demographics of people together to watch this so i really liked it a lot but yeah i just i'm really glad that we got to see this one because i was a little reluctant at first but now we're here and we got to watch it and it was pretty good um do you have any other anything else to add to our uh discussion yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, more theater reviews. I like that we're getting back in the, into the 
the most updated movies. I know we got a couple coming down the My pipe. My favorite one's coming good. out, I think. I'm really going to like Rocket Man. Um, yeah, you're just as love a Rocket precursor, Man. I really. Elton John is one of my favorite artists of all time, so I'm excited to see what they do for that one. Yeah, we got uh, we got a lot of theater movies coming out. I'm really excited to do it, and uh, I wanted to thank you for hosting this episode. I think uh, yeah, was, was thanks good... for giving me the chance. I was a little afraid, but um, I think I did all right. And uh, I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for listening to us and giving me the opportunity here. Um, if you wanted to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, iTunes, we've got something on there for everybody. I just made an Instagram uh, like yesterday. It's uh, <laughs> make that dot cake and Brennan, uh, his Instagram is Brennan underscore pod host. We're on um, our website is uh, on libsyn.com, films with the women dot libsyn.com. And you can find us on Facebook where we'll uh, be uploading this and have some stuff out for you later this week. But thanks again for letting me do this. Yeah, I hope uh, we can get that show where it's uh, the three women. I, I would love to be, uh, I would love to have a show. I don't know if we can handle that yet. <laughs> I think, I think you've proven tonight that you can handle the hosting reins. So thank you so much for, for hosting and, ha- and having me on as your, as your co Oh, thank you. Thank you, Brennan. And thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, everyone, uh, enjoy your movies. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.